Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Breck Latney On Air with host Elijah Kelly. Join us as we interview the sharpest up-and-coming artists, producers, engineers, A&Rs, and more. Using this platform, we intend to show you what it's like to be on the rise in the music industry. Breck. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have our guest, Reality. Introduce yourself, man. What's up, man? I go by the name Reality, uh, a music artist, record producer, and audio engineer from Chicago, Illinois. Wow, man. That's, that's, that's a lot. Like, how did you... Let, tell us how you got into the music. Um, music has kind of always just been a part of my life uh, from a very young age. Um, you know, my dad started teaching me how to, how to play guitar. He gave me guitar lessons, bought me my first guitar. Uh, and I was always just kind of writing songs in fourth grade, fifth grade. And it wasn't until I kind of got into middle school that I started having a music taste of my own. And then once I started having a music taste of my own, I discovered hip hop and, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's when I fell in love with the culture and the music. And uh, it's been nonstop ever since, man. It's been a, a nonstop grind ever since I, I discovered it. Yeah. So um, I checked out one of your posts. You was like, the past 11 years were, was definitely worth it. Do you feel like the past 11 years were necessary to get where you are right now? Without a single doubt. The way, <laughs> here's, here's how I see it, man. I, I see it like, like an Olympian or a person that like competes in the Olympics, they have to train for their whole lives to be able to, to compete in the Olympics before they can even get to the competition. Yeah. They have to train for their whole lives. And then I'm pretty sure that to even qualify for the Olympics, you have to like specifically train for like four years before you can get there so that's how i feel like these past 11 years of my life have been i feel like i've been training to get to the olympics and then now like i'm here and and i'm ready you know i'm ready to compete now i'm ready to do my thing yeah and you said earlier like you wear so many hats you mm -hmm. you actually produce the music engineer and you're also mm -hmm. an artist so mm -hmm. how do you go about switching the hats like i know some days you, you really can't just do all in one day um yeah so, so like, what do you, what do you do that you separate the process? Do you make beats and then come back later and maybe write to it? And what's your process like? Um, I'm still figuring that out, man. It's, it's been tough, especially, especially since I do this full time now, it's been a little more difficult to kind of like separate the hats, you know, as of late, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been, uh, kind of just wearing the producer engineer hat, you know, I, I have kind of put my music off to the side to kind of focus on my business right now. Yeah. But I mean, it, it really just depends, man. Like sometimes I'll wake up and, and, and I'm like, I have to write this song like right now and I'll just, I'll write it. And then I'll, I'll get into the studio and it just all kind of comes together. Other times I'm kind of like just looking through beats and, yeah. and 
right to a beat and then maybe I'll get to the studio and and try to record and it won't happen and it's it's a it's a really like um it's a complex process that doesn't really follow like a linear path it's it's you know different days gives me different kind of energies yeah and I, I completely agree with you but um like, like you said so you've been focusing a lot more on, on your business so so why did you start diamond studios and how so uh i i actually got my first my first job as um as an engineer and a producer for like other people because for most of my life i've been like recording my own music uh i i recorded a bunch of my friends musics and and stuff like that but it wasn't until until i got my first job that i started actually doing it for other people and and uh and getting paid so i was working at another studio and then that didn't end up working out and i've always had plans of like doing my own thing that's yeah. that's always been my intentions is to always like you know own my own things and, and be the boss of my own things so it was always the plan uh right before covid hit i was looking um for studio spaces to like start renting one and really make one that fell apart very fast um and then it wasn't it wasn't until like late last year probably around august of last year that uh I, I wasn't taking any sessions i wasn't taking no sessions because for for a while i was um engineering people out of like my basement i would just bring them to my house but then like i said COVID happened and i was like yeah and i had last year um so it wasn't until like august of last year where i was like you know what like i can't wait any longer like i had like this this needs to keep moving so i'm in my garage right now my diamond studios is in my garage oh, wow. um i literally like i i tore down the walls I threw out everything that was in here. I insulated everything. I put up new walls. I, I, I painted everything. I built. There's a, a vocal booth right here that I built by myself. So uh, I kind of I kind of built it out of necessity. Diamond Studios happened out of necessity because I felt like I was tired of waiting for other people to allow me to do something or waiting for things to align. Yeah, it's kind of like if a door is closed in my face, I'm just going to kick the door down, you know, or I'm going to go find another door and open that one, you know. So that's kind of how Diamond Studios, Diamond Studios happen. It's like the perseverance of, of needing to continue to make things happen, whether others are with you or not. You know, you're on your own time and on your own path. Yeah. So you, you said you're, you know, people were coming to you for projects that you, you had to engineer. So what was it like going from learning the craft, right? Learning how to engineer and actually engineering someone's song and hoping that it sounds good to them. Like, how did you build your rep? Like, how did people start finding that you, you were actually good at mixing their music? Yeah, it was kind of scary, man. Like at, <laughs> at first when I was uh when I was like starting my first sessions at the at the first studio that I was working at, I was a little nervous, man, because up to up until that point, I hadn't I hadn't done it for somebody else and like really gotten paid for it. Yeah. You know, some paid me to come and like record a song. Yeah. Um it wasn't until then we're like, okay, like I got to make this happen now. Like yeah. I got to make sure that it sounds clean because like these people are paying me for it. You know, if they, exactly. if they don't like, they can take me to the back alley and, you know, like mess <laughs> me up if, if they're like, yo man, this isn't worth my money or something. So uh, to me, I've, I've kind of always felt that I strive when my back is to the wall. That's when I perform my best because like, I don't have any other choice, but to perform. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person that like quits or gives up. I'm the type of person that's like, shoot, well, 
I have to learn and I have to, I have to show up. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, it was just kind of trial and error. A lot of things didn't work out. Um, but over time, I just kind of started getting better and better. And like, like it, it was just kind of a natural progression. Like I said, music has always been such a big part of my life. It was just a matter of time before I got into the mixing and the mastering for other people. So once it came time to do it, it's like, okay, well, it's time now. Yeah. You know, it didn't come in. Yeah. It was more like, well, it's game time. So, uh, so yeah, man, it, it wasn't, it wasn't that easy, but it was, uh, it's always been a learning process. Even now, like I'll be engineering something and something isn't just, isn't sounding right. Or I'm like, man, like I kind of like got to work on my toes and, and fast, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm better at like keeping it together now and, and troubleshooting in real time. But back then I was a, a little, a little frantic. Yeah, man. Congrats. <laughs> I, I, I do see you making like huge moves and stuff like that. You said you quit your job. So what, what was that like? How, how did you know that it was time to close one door and open up this one? Oh man, dude. First of all, quitting my job, it felt like a cinder block was like taken <laughs> off of my chest. And dude, it was, it was, it was the best decision that I've ever made in my life just because it's it's like it's like I have I have like a very like a beautiful bright light inside of me that I just like I want to share and that that job was just like crushing that you know it was literally like crushing my soul and it was just like it was just taking up so much of my time and, and so much of my energy and uh you know uh my business started taking off uh, I've always had a pretty steady clientele pretty steady business for the past couple of years um, but it wasn't until a couple weeks ago that I really started sharing it on on TikTok, and that's when it really started to blow up. And I was like, "Holy smokes! Like, I like I can't keep balancing my time between a nine to five and then coming home and rushing to get as much yeah. work as I can." So, like, I already knew that it was time, so I put in my two weeks at the job. Um, but then I put in my two weeks on a Friday. And then that Tuesday, they just, they screwed me over so bad. And, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to give y'all the chance to screw me <laughs> again. So, so I was like, I was like, I'll take this one last L. I'll take this one last L, but I'm not going to give you guys a chance to screw me over again. So literally the very next day I walked in, like I, I walked in with like, with a, uh, I'm wearing a reality t-shirt right now. I will, I walked in with one of these t-shirts on, like, my my comfy shorts my bright yellow crocs i walked in there i gave the receptionist a hug and i told her i'm out of here like i'm quitting so i cleared my desk i reset the computer i waited for my boss to get in there and i was like dude i'm out and then he's like but you told me two weeks and he's like yeah but I'm out. and i left man and i just i knew it was time because it's just like everything everything was telling me that like dude what what do you do you're gonna wait for them to to waste that much of your time again you're gonna wait for them to do that like no like it was it was time that I started to do my own thing so the decision um it wasn't necessarily it, it was an easy decision because I knew I wanted to do it but it was it was a hard decision in actually taking that leap of faith yeah. and, and I don't have a plan b like at least at least when I was working at that nine to five I had a consistent paycheck. Like I knew that like at least all oh, every two weeks I'm going to get this much. I don't have any of that now. I don't have, I don't have a diploma. I don't have another job like this. This is it. So like I said, I strive when my back is, is, is against the wall. Yeah. And I don't have a, I don't have a choice, but to make 
this business work because I, I put all my cards on the table. Yeah, man. And, and a lot of people, you know, who are creative, such as yourself and, and like me, like they all want to, we all want to quit our job. But once you get to actually quitting, you're like, okay, this is it. Like I literally yep. have to survive off of the income that I'm making right now. Mm-hmm. So is it just you um, operating the studio, doing all the mixes, doing all the recording and stuff like that? So how do you how do you manage your time? Um, that's another thing that I'm I'm working on, man. It's it's um, it's kind of like I have to rewire my brain because for so many years, even even when I was in college, um, it, it's like it's like come home after whatever you do after like after work or after school or whatever come home and if you have the energy put in as much time as you can towards this so i would be getting home at like like five six o'clock you know not get into the studio until like seven eight that's already 8 p.m dude and i gotta wake up at like seven o'clock to do it all over again so like how many hours can i get like three four hours um so so now that i have like literally all day to do it it's kind of like i have to rewire my brain to to be like yo like you you don't have to like be in here starving you don't have to be in here like tired you can you can stop you can take a break and and go spend time with your family go play with your dogs go go get something to eat go take a nap if you're tired you know it's like i can i can do that now and it's like i feel like now i'm going on the two weeks of of you know doing this time so now i'm kind of like starting to get in in a, a bit of a groove you know I, i'm i'm waking up i'm waking up sometime like it depends until what time I, I i work until uh the day before but you know i wake up sometime between like nine nine or eleven and then I, I won't get into the studio until like 12 to 2 sometime around there but the way that i see it is like as long as i put in my six to eight hours a day I'm still doing the same amount of work. I just, I won't be working from nine to five. I'll be working from, from 12 to eight or from 12 to two, you know, and I'm yeah. in here until 11, 12 o'clock every day, either way. So it's like, it's just, you know, kind of like managing my time in a different way, but yeah. uh, I'm still learning how to do it, man. You know, I'm my own boss now. So I got to give myself days off because I will work for weeks on end with no stop because because this is my livelihood. This is my business. This exactly. is everything. And, and you're the only one that can hold yourself accountable for exactly. for everything. So like in reality, you can just go do nothing all day. So, and, and I get that just the, the thought of like being able to do nothing makes you want to just knock out as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's tough, man, because, um, because when I was in college, I was, uh, I, I was a junior in college when I got my first, uh, my first audio engineering gig. And uh, literally in the middle of that semester, after spring break, I just stopped going. I dropped out in the middle of the semester and stopped going to, to start working at the studio full time. Um, but see, that, that, was, that was when I, were, when I was first starting. So looking back at it now, I didn't have the expertise. I didn't have the clientele. I didn't have the know-how to like run a business like this. So back then I would probably have like one session a week and, and, uh, watch game of Thrones all day. <laughs> you know, not, not make any beats now. Like, so I know what it's like to like do this full time, but like, you're not, you're not doing it full time. You're just, you, you've got all this time that you're not putting towards your craft. So, you know, I like, 
I understand now that it's very easy to like slip into not doing anything. So I don't want to do that now. Now, since I'm doing this full time, I got to come in here at least five times a week for sure and knock out, you know, at least six to eight hours a day of, of work. So, so yeah, man, it's, it's just a, it's just a different, a different perspective now and a different way of managing my time to make sure that, you know, I, I I'm taking these risks for a reason and, and I'm not, I'm not just, just doing it because I want to do it is because it's what I have to do. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, there, there is a balance, but um, do you have any advice for anyone interested in starting like maybe a studio or a business such as, such as uh, diamond studios? Yeah. Yeah, man. My, my advice is, is to, to do it, you know, just like, like it, it might seem like not great advice, but my biggest piece of advice is just start. Yeah, you know, just because I get I get a lot of people on, on TikTok uh, asking me like, oh, like, like I want to make music, but like I don't know how. Like I, I want to start mixing, but like I don't know how. It's like literally just just start. Like yeah. just like open up a project, like turn some knobs, uh, uh, you know, like write some write some lyrics down. That's the hardest part is is taking this the first step because once you take the first step you can take the next one exactly. and then the next one, and, and bef- before you even realize you're going to be running you're going to be sprinting and 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 as long as you take that first step that's what you need to start you know and and for a lot of people the hardest part is taking the first step because they see it they see like everything that they have to do all at once they like oh like i gotta make the beat i gotta write the song i gotta make it's like no 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 no, no. Like, no. Find a beat that you like first. Write the write the song first. You know, open up GarageBand first. You know, you know, it's like take one step. Yeah. But just just start. Start wherever you want. Just start, and then one thing is gonna naturally lead to the other if you if you just keep doing it. That was the best piece of advice that I got told too. Was like just start because if you really do have a love for the craft, you're going to figure it out eventually. You know what I mean? Yep. You're going to learn how to produce. You're going to learn how to mix your beats. You're going to learn what sounds good and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how did yeah, you... No one teaches you that kind of stuff, man. You know what? No one... I mean, if you're fortunate enough, you can have a mentor. Yeah. But a lot of us, man, it's like a lot of us, we're, we're starting off with no idea about anything. You know, I, like yeah. I didn't have... I didn't have anybody teach me, man. And I, I had to figure it out all by myself. But like, but I did it, you know? And if I can do it, dude anybody can do it i'm i'm a, a normal dude like anybody can do it if i can do it it's just it's taking that first step yeah so um being a 100 percenter when it comes to your own music what are your biggest struggles man uh a big struggle of mine is is knowing kind of like when to draw the line and say okay this is done, you know, because since since I produce all my own music, I write all my own music, I record and I mix and master all my own music. I hear everything. <laughs> everything. And it's like it's a blessing and a curse because like for the rest of my life, I'm never going to be able to listen to music just normally. You know, I'll, I'll be listening to something and then and then I'll be like, oh, like that snare is too loud or all those hi-hats like hurting my head you know it's like it's like dude it kind of sucks man it kind of sucks because i'll be dude i'll be listening to some of my favorite songs from my childhood like especially this song uh i know you know headlines by drake Uh that's what it's headlights headlines i think yeah headlines 
dude i used to love that song when i was a kid and now i listen to it and i'm like dude this song is mixed so badly <laughs> it's just like it, it kind of like things like that like i can never enjoy that song the way that i used to because i know how to mix now and i know that that song isn't mixed very well so it's just it's things like that man it's like it's like being able to say like okay I'm done mixing this song. I'm done. I'm done recording this song. This beat is done. That to me is probably the hardest part because I could keep tweaking a song to death. And and there has been instances where you know, there was a song that I wrote in 2019 and and I must have gone back and redone that song like 20 times, never ended up releasing it. Never released it. It's like all that overthinking and all that time wasted was just wasted. Yeah. You know, so so it's kind of like just drawing the line and being like, okay, this is done. It sounds good. People are going to like it. That's that. I agree. I've never related to that was such a relatable um, yeah. thing. Like you, you, number one, you're like, you can't listen to it, like music the same anymore. Like <laughs> that was, I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, man, like I hear everything now because you know, you know, cause as you're producing, you want to mix a little bit. So I've been getting a little bit into mixing as well. So, and, and now I'm in the car and I'm like, okay, this song is the highs are way too loud these hi-hats are like piercing and i'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and it, it, it sucks man but it, but it's also cool because it's like the the way that i see it man it's like i like i like watching watching like um like food competition shows like i like watching master chef and like you know just shows like that where they have to compete and make some food and and you know they get judged on it and and the way that i see these chefs and these food critics talk about food is the way that I feel like I'm able to talk about music, you know, because they, they, they'll be like, I was just watching something this morning. They're like, Oh, like, like, uh, it, this is nice and like airy and, and it's light, but it's gamey. And, and you know, it, it's a little too sweet, you know, the yeah. way that they talk about that, I'm like, dude, that's exactly like how I talk about music. And not, not everybody can do that. It's like, you learn to realize that, dude, I, I'll just say this burger is good. You yeah, know, right? I, don't, I don't know about like the gaminess of a burger. Like, I don't know about any. I just know it's good, you know, and, and that's how that's how the average listener listens to music. They're like, oh, you know, I don't know anything about what an EQ is, but that song sounds good, you know, and, and that that's just what it is. You know, so it's like, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse that I'm that I'm able to analyze music to this extent, which I guess like by default kind of makes me like a professional, like when compared to like the average listener. Yeah. But so so that's pretty good. But but like I said, man, like some of my favorite songs are are ruined forever just because they don't they don't sound great yeah. or like I oh he punched in right there. You know, it's like it was just those kind of things. And, and like you said, like the average listener, they just they don't really care about the whole technicality of how you got it to sound good. They just care about the whole song as its own. You know what I mean? I don't care how you made my burger, man. If it <laughs> if it tastes good, that's that's all I care about. I don't care what you put in it. I don't care how you cooked it. Like if it's good, it's good, and and that's that's what it is, man. So I got to learn to draw that line with my music. You know the way that a chef, I'm sure he's all oh, he's into a little better. I could cook it a little more. Like nah, man, it's it's good, it's good. So how did you come up with your name, Reality? So this was in this was in high school uh, when I was a senior in high school. Um, it had been a couple years where I was doing music, kind of like on and off, just more of a hobby. Um, but it wasn't until I was a senior in high school that me and my my really good friend, Jakari, um, we decided at the same time, like, OK, we're going to take this music seriously now. 
Um, so I wanted to find a name that kind of like represented myself also. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No my name is Israel. So like the last part of my name is literally real, you know, and, and I, I wanted I wanted something that like represented me because in my music, I never talk about things that are that that are not true to me. Yeah. You know, I only talk about my experiences and, and the way that I think and the way that I feel. I'm not going to say or do things because that's what everybody else is doing or because that's what people want to hear from me. I'm going to say things because I want to say them. And uh, and I was just looking for names and and I feel like reality just kind of stuck out to me because I, I like I like to keep it real. You know, I'm, I'm a very real person. Like, I don't... Like, if you know me personally, like, you know that reality and Israel they can coexist together. It's not like an image I'm trying to put off. It is, it's literally genuinely me. And, um, I, I'm, I'm a, a big, uh, I'm very conscious of the fact that like, I have to be unique when somebody looks me up because if, if I just spell the reality, the regular way, you're going to get like a hundred different like realities. But yeah. when you spell it with the X, I'm the only one that's going to pop up, yeah. you know, and I, I got the idea to put the X through the eye uh, from one of my favorite rappers, King Crooked, Crooked Eye of Slaughterhouse. He um, he spells King K-X-N-G. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So I, I just did that. And there we go. That's, that's reality. Interesting. So describe your sound. Well, what does your music sound like? If you could put it into words. That's interesting, man. Uh, I feel like I feel like different eras of my music uh, had different messages and served different purposes. But in the in this current stage where I am at right now, it's more so like I don't I don't want the listener to feel like I'm talking at you or I'm rapping at you. I want it to feel like you're talking to me. You know, like like I want I want my songs to to feel like like a conversation you know like it's you and me we're talking here um and, and one of my favorite things about about like music and my favorite artists is like i feel like i get to know them more through their music you know like i love when i i know an artist's story because they tell it to me and they tell it to me so well mm. so right now i'm i'm in the stage where like I want to tell my story, you know, I want to I want to talk about my life and, and where I'm at in life right now. And uh, I always wanted to be genuine, man. I always wanted to be genuine and and just I don't want to like make sad songs. I don't want to make happy songs. I, I want to make songs that just make you feel something, 
You know, it's not it, the song isn't necessarily sad or happy. It's just it has real emotion that makes you feel real things, and and that's kind of I, I don't know how I would like describe that, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of just like in a in a nutshell. That's kind of how I how I feel about my music. I just want I just want people to feel it. That's it because I feel like when when art changes the way that you physically, mentally, emotionally feel, that's very powerful because that that's something that somebody else created that is directly impacting my life in a very real way yeah so, so that's what i want my music to be for others cool man like so what, what's what's the uh what's your favorite part about the music creating process being as though you get to make literally the the, the music behind your your yeah. lyrics and you get to mix it all what's your favorite yeah. part of all of it um it's, it's kind of hard to answer just because I feel like each process, each point of the process serves a different purpose. Like, uh, but I, I, I would probably have to say maybe like the recording process just because like, that's when it's starting to become real. That's when it's starting to become something that's like, this was nothing like an hour ago. This was an idea. And now this is something that I can listen to something that's like, that's in the real world. Now that is like, it's not tangible, but it's like, it's there, Yeah, you know, yeah. probably the re the recording process. That's when I have be the most fun. The mixing process is, is fun because I, he I get to hear the song finally, like starting to sound the way I want it to, but it's also the most frustrating because it's like, uh, it doesn't sound the way I want it to, uh, you know. It's that's it, that serves its own purpose, but the recording process and and the producing process, you know, when I'm making the beat and recording the song, because sometimes I do those at the same time. Uh, sometimes I record the song and then produce the beat. Sometimes I'll produce the beat and then record the song. Um, but sometimes I'll do it at the same time. Uh, so probably probably the recording process, I would have to say, it's it's a good time. Yeah, and. The one thing you said about uh, like the recording process, you, you get to actually s listen to the idea that you previously had, and, and now it's like coming coming to life. That's one thing I can definitely relate to. Yeah. Um. So, who are your favorite artists? Who do you draw inspiration from? Oh, dude, my my biggest guy right now would probably have to be Russ. And I've been I've been rocking with Russ for a couple years, man. Um, he he was like I, I don't mean to be that guy, but he wasn't as big as he was as he is right now. It's to me, to me, it's so cool. Like I feel like he's finally getting the the respect that he deserves, you know, because I I rock so heavy with the fact that like he's done it himself from the start, you know, and it's documented and you can see that, you know, and and that I I relate to that so personally because I see. I see. I think that that Russ's life is like a reflection of of what I'm going to be, but in my own way. You know, I, I feel like his success and his his um, perseverance and determination to like make it happen. I feel like that's going to apply to my life as well. So sometimes when I'm seeing him, I'm like, wow. So like, so that's what it's going to be like when I get there. You know, because yeah. to me, these things are already real. They they just haven't happened yet. You know, but but these things are already destined for me because I see them so vividly in my head. And, and, and when I see these things in my head, they make me feel things. And when when I can see something vividly and it makes me feel something that to me means that it's already real. It just, it just hasn't gotten here. I, I, I use the analogy of like being at a bus stop and the bus is like blocks away, but you can still see it. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, that bus is going to come here. You don't know how long there's stop signs, there's red lights, there's traffic. You don't know when it's coming here but it's going to get here. 
you know, and that's how I feel like all that is, is for my life. So I rock with Russ super heavy. Uh, I love Coda the Friend. I love his vibe. I love his energy, his music. And Coda the Friend is another guy that to me, I feel like, feel like when he, when, when I listen to his music, he's talking to me, you know, and it's very conversational. Um, Bad Bunny is another one because I, I'm Mexican and to see a, a Latino artist, like, breaking the boundaries of what it means to be like a mainstream artist it's it's inspiring uh so those are probably my three favorite current artists um but my favorite of all time i have to say eminem because yeah. without him I, I wouldn't i would not have gotten into hip-hop if it wasn't for eminem so yeah. i always have to give my flowers to him even if he's not my favorite today currently like, i wouldn't i wouldn't be anything without without his his influence yeah the marshall mathers lp lives somewhere in my heart still for sure dude if i was on a <laughs> desert island and i could listen to one album for the rest of my life it would be the marshall mathers lp because that dude that album rocked my world yeah. and it changed my life and to this day it's to this day i feel like it's something that like okay like I'm going to listen to this album like every once, every like twice a year or something, just because it's like, it's a special thing. You know, it's yeah. like this album, this album is something else, you know? And, and, and even to this day, it's, it's, it's my favorite album of all time and, and nothing can ever change that at this point. Yeah. I'm so, right. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And, and the things you said about Russ, Russ is definitely a true inspiration to up and coming artists who, who desire to be independent, not even just independent, but there is one thing that he did. He stayed consistent for 10 years before he even made it to where he got. Um, mm -hmm. So how much patience do you have for this? How long do you think you'll, you'll go before you get, obviously, more recognition than you've gotten so far? I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm at a point right now where, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy because I feel like, like when you blow up overnight like it's it's everything all at once so you like you like don't know how to like handle it all you know you you get overwhelmed but since i've been kind of like preparing myself for this for like the past 11 years now that some of these things are starting to happen i'm like okay like i'm ready for it you know like i've i've been preparing for this i i've taken a lot of losses i've i've seen some success and now that these things are starting to happen i feel ready for it and and as far as being patient dude I, i'll be patient until i'm cremated you know, like, like I, I'll, I'll do it for my whole life because like, like I said, I don't have a plan B this, this right here, this is it. If later on in my life, I find different, different business ventures, which I do see myself having, I don't see myself like just being the music guy forever. Yeah. You know, even, even Russ, especially dude, Jay-Z, when Jay-Z talks, I listen, I shut up and I listen. <laughs> oh, so like, it's things like that. You know, he, he used, he used music as like, like a vessel to like get into all these other business ventures but he's still jay-z you know he like russ is still russ even though he he does all these other business ventures so music is always going to be at the core of it all um but yeah man i don't ever see a time where i would stop chasing it because i'm tired of chasing it like this this is my life like i i, I love the chase i love the you know i do it because i love it i don't do it because i'm expecting something yeah yeah you know? See, and it, there's one thing too. A lot of people pursue music because they they want to be rich or something, or they they strive to live a life that they see. Be very disappointed. You said what? They will be very disappointed yeah. because the the money. Even if you see some fast money, anything that's fast and easy is not worth it. Yeah, you know. So, 
So even if you do see overnight success and and you start seeing a lot of money with music, wait to see how long that lasts. You, right. you know, and it's because I've done this for so many years that you know it, this this is something a little more sustainable now. Because like I said, I've I've been training to get to the Olympics, and now that like I'm I'm parking my car at the stop for the Olympics, you know, yeah, I, I'm ready for it. You know, I'm I'm ready. So, um, being the, the way the music climate is today, like usually, uh, literally people can use social media to get to a, another level when it comes to the music career, what has been the best promotion tool for you? Um, as far as like getting your stuff out there, I would be lying if I said anything other than TikTok. Yeah. Just because, just because like, dude, on TikTok right now, excuse me, I have I have more followers on TikTok than I do on all my social media platforms combined. You know, like, wow. uh, and, and this happened within the past month. Just within the past month, I, I, I think I'm at like, like 11, 11K right now or something. That happened within a month, you know? So, so, as far as like getting your your stuff in front of people tiktok it has to be the way um but as far as kind of like maintaining uh social media image like it, it's just i think the best advice would be do what works for you not what works for somebody else you know like to me like i said like i i'm very genuine like what i post on my instagram is is exactly how i talk it's exactly how I look. Like I, I sometimes I'll take a picture and upload it right there. Like I, I'm not editing it. Like I'm not thinking of captions. I'm not like it's it's just very real and very genuine. And and I feel like people can pick up on that. People can pick yeah. up on when you know when this is actually you or when you're trying to give them an image, you know, because I know people that for years gave an image and then now that they want to switch to being real, I'm like but you, you, <laughs> you showed me this for like so long. Like I can't, I can't unsee it. You know, like I can't unsee what you were making me believe, you know? So, so my, my best tip for people would be just like, just be yourself, be what works for you, uh, do what works for you and, uh, and find some sort of flow on TikTok because that it, it changed my life. Honestly, it allowed me to, to, to quit my job and to do it as soon as, as, as I did and, and to grow my following yeah. fast. Yeah. And I agree. I don't know about you, but I was thinking about this the other day. Instagram has turned into like this, like you said, people have to create an image and it's like, nobody is like humble and showing like the raw organic side of themselves. But when they go to TikTok, like they know that the potential to blow up is like there. So everyone's just like throwing their raw material on there. And I think, and I think that's why TikTok has become so important because if you look at someone's Instagram, you see them like with, with in pictures of like rented cars or whatever, just trying to create this image. But then you go to TikTok and you're like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, it's I'm so driving crazy. my 97 Honda Civic, man. You know, it's, it's so like, crazy. Like I feel you, man. No. And, and that's exactly what it feels like, man. To me, Insta I still keep my Instagram real, but like what I post on TikTok, I would not post on Instagram. I feel like on Instagram, you kind of have to post like your best work, you yeah. know, you're kind of like a portfolio almost. Whereas like on TikTok, I throw out videos that like, I know no one's going to watch them, but like if they do like, cool, you know, it's, it's me. It's just me talking about whatever, you know, whatever. But on, on Instagram, like 
I know that wouldn't perform well, you know, but it, it's, it's, it's a weird contrast, you know, cause Instagram has been like my biggest thing for so many years, but now I focus most of my, most of my attention on, on, on TikTok. Yeah. Which I think is important. And it's such an unspoken rule. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like with Instagram being so business-esque and TikTok being so like organic, raw, you know, yeah. actually build a, an audience type of thing. So, um, yeah. reality, I have one question. What's so, your favorite song that you've made so far? So I can go ahead and play it for everybody. Man. Oh, okay. Uh, oh man, you're putting me on the spot. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of two of them right now. I'm thinking of two, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, for the sake of, of understanding who I am and where I come from, I would probably have to say diamond freestyle. Okay. Uh, because that that's the the uh, the the final track on my debut EP Diamond Sessions and it it's basically a culmination of the last 11 years and and kind of like in a capsule up until where I am right now in my life. So Diamond Freestyle. All right. I'm going to go check it out. Before I do, what's your social medias? Everything is official reality. Official R E A L X T Y Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everything official reality. Dope. Do you have any last message for uh, anybody wishing to listen to your music? Is there, you know, do you have any leave closing statement? My closing statement would be if you have something that you love to do, you would be doing the world a favor by just doing it. And, uh, and, just live your your most authentic, unapologetic self, and uh, and yeah, just just do what makes you happy, and and don't don't ever live by anybody else's expectations of what you should do. Because if I would have lived my life like that, I would not be here talking to you at this very moment, giving this closing statement. Super dope. All right, reality. Thanks for coming on, man. Super dope interview. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. And I just want to say real quick, man, like if, if the 12 year old me was looking at me right now, giving an interview, dude, I would think I was famous, bro. So, so th- this has been an honor, man. And it's like one thing checked off the bucket list. Uh, so thank you for the opportunity as well, man. It's been a good conversation. Dope, man. I'm honored to be your first podcast interview. Have a good <laughs> night, man. Too, man. Thank you. Peace. All right, everybody. We're going to put on Diamond Freestyles by Reality. Um, Super dope what he's doing. He made that literally a jump from working a nine to five to pursuing his passions. And, you know, I know we all wish to do that. So it it was dope to just hear his experience and how he got to back. And that'll tell you what you need to know. I'm checking up on my garden. My flowers need to grow. Yeah. I just been taking my time, even the plane cruise around way before it starts flying. I'm enjoying the ride and no rush and that's fine. I'm hanging with the people on the passenger side. I look at myself now, I know the 12 year old me would be so happy looking at me like, is this all for me? Yeah, of course it is, the one who did it was me. I see some fruits growing when I'm planting my seeds. I see a couple of trees in a couple of years. But for now, I'm damn proud that I face my fears. Soon enough, I see the homies with a case of beers and we'll laugh and we'll cry. And will make some tears, yeah. Hey, I put my 10,000 hours in and 10,000 more to make sure that they counted them. Only need a couple fingers just to count my friends. A lot more for the state the bank account is in. Sitting 
cozy at my studio on cold nights Making a ruckus, making noise like a poltergeist Over a decade now that I've been holding tight I slap you if you try to call me an overnight Yeah, you really don't understand The sacrifices that I made, I've been away from the fam And investing my money that I made with my hands The times that I failed, I was making a man Yeah that this is my heart and soul I shed a tear when my mom first caught a show The light shining, the diamonds were falling from the sky Before everything changed, I was a different guy I used to want to be the biggest thing the world had ever seen A couple diamonds on a pinky ring And all the finer things, all the ladies with the exotic names As long as I got the fam, I find without the fame Too often we stay hoping for better times As long as I got you, then everything is fine the pressure make a diamond, nothing breaking mine DMND means diamonds may never die If I were to die today, need my flowers while I'm living I prefer them in a vase I'm living my life happy, moving at my pace The world is on fire, but I'm safe in my place Diamond Studios I think I might have really wanted to just finish this shit I don't even know if I want to listen to the other ones Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>